because it's 34 Celsius in my office and it's 31 degrees Celsius outside. I think it's like feels like 40 something though with like whatever right now. Yeah, I but don't that's know. like if you're out in the sun, right? And I'm not. I guess so. Fair yeah, enough. It's not yeah, it feels like 42 pleasant. is what I'm seeing right now. It's Ugh. 30 degrees and feels like 42. So there you go. 30, yeah, 30 I, degrees and feels like 42. Jesus. Yeah. Must, well, I guess that you're closer to water, right? So super. Heat yeah, we're we're in, we're in the north end. Plus, we have uh, escarpment effect too, which kind of uh, always it it always takes like a couple degrees off the temperature. That is the one advantage to Niagara versus like yeah. being back up in the GTA is that like yeah we do get a couple degrees cooler. Plus, we are. We're only probably about two kilometers away from the lake right now, where where I am. So, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah not we're too, pretty, too far. We're pretty far away from uh, the lake where we are. Yeah. We'll talk about my neighborhood in the news tonight. Oh, nice. Let's see. Just, uh, are you ready to go then? Yeah, it's been running for a couple minutes. We're okay. That's as good a preamble as we're going to get. So, welcome back, everybody, to Dance Robot Dance, our uh, 207th episode. Yeah, sure. Maybe yep. I don't know. I might have that wrong, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I believe that is correct. Of our uh, podcast, where we discuss sort of all things nerdy and geeky from a decidedly not safe for work point of view. Uh, I am Tim. I'm going to be hosting this week, coming to you from Toronto, Ontario, and with me I have Mark coming from St. Catharines. What is up, party people? Yeah. So, uh, as you might have caught from our preamble, it is very warm weather in southern ontario right now and my new host does not have central air so i'm currently looking up other solutions to keep myself from actively melting i uh, just wanted to uh point out that you probably brought this this is atlanta style <laughs> heat that you have brought up here with you so alicia brought this <laughs> go back it is too hot <laughs> no i'm not going back fucking george is a shit show right now oh they just have to like go back to phase one there's like all kinds of or the mayor fucking like issued a mask order and now the governor's saying no you can't do that because my order like trumps your order and it's a fucking disaster i mean i i'm always paying attention to what's going on politically in the states and uh because like usually it's entertaining like it used to be entertaining to watch it like it was just like oh look how dumb things are but like you know things kept grinding along slowly but surely now it's just like wow you know it's fun total catastrophe at all times like every time i open up the news and there's a new headline there which is like every five minutes it's something dumb and terrible happening i'm like this is great i'm having a good time i'm glad i'm in canada yeah the only like mild schadenfreude that i get is like people like nobody that i know but like people that had been posting like oh masks are bullshit like you don't need to be wearing them and like this is all a fucking hoax and then like you see their obituary and that they died of covid19 i'm like <sighs> well well fucking there's a darwin effect happening right now <laughs> hey, uh i'm cool with it I don't know. That's not, that's that might get be a that, little get that shit out of the gene pool. Yeah, but uh, I'm cool with it for now. I'm cool but, with it. <laughs> I am not cool with it. <laughs> I'm staying I'm not, hidden I'm not away. Cool anything right now. So no. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we've uh, got a a non bat centric episode for you this week, but instead uh, we have a bat centric news section. Instead, the biggest uh, news I think this week is uh, just from today as we're recording this. Just start calling this show "Fat Man on Batman" is what we should do. <laughs> just, he's not using it anymore. Fat, he's calling it something else. Fat Man on Batman. Yeah, 
yeah so there you go there you go i'm in let's do it so uh the biggest news and this uh just came out kind of this afternoon is, as we're recording this is that quote unquote the batman movie that matt reeves is directing with robert pattinson uh, already has a planned spinoff based around the gotham police department Matt Reeves sounds like he's going to be producing it along with one of the producers of the Sopranos, Terrence Winter. And uh, so it's like a Gotham police procedural. It's going to be on HBO Max, which all of this sounds good to me. We don't know like if uh, Robert Pattinson's going to do anything on it. Doesn't have to though. The geniuses no, of this is yeah. don't even have to have the, as long as they can have Batman appear, they yeah. don't have to have him say a fucking thing. If this yeah. uh, they do this right, I'm still not sure we need a police procedural right now. You know what I mean? Like, let's do cop more cop porn right now. That's <laughs> a little I mean, weird. Realistically, if if they do like, I mean, you can talk more than I can about like Gotham Central, but like <sighs> if they do that series, it's very much like here is a corrupt police department and the few people that are trying to sort of do good within it uh, yeah. type thing. And and like if I can get the fucking wire set in the dc universe in gotham city then sign me the fuck up i you gotta read gotham central like you just have to read it at this point for the love of god there is an arc in there that i'm just like if you've read gotham central you know it's the joker sniper arc that like i honestly god if they did that as a tv show would be the best hour of television anybody's ever produced it'd be like daredevil levels of good and i'm like can we just do that for the love of god do that (laughs) Because I don't think I could handle any other kind of cop thing with these things. Like, they're even talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine not being a cop show <laughs> next year. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I think everybody's kind of losing interest in police shows. Yeah. But uh, so I'm like, the timing on this is very odd to me. But at the same time, if they do lean into that Gotham Central style storytelling where it's like, yeah, the couple good cops who are like actually stuck in major crimes and like you're not dealing with like any kind of day-to-day kind of crime at that point. You're dealing with super freaks and shit. So you don't have to right. play up the cop side of it. But yeah, the the cops versus the Batman story is, I mean, that's ripe plum storytelling ground yeah, to do. And especially so. if they can get Jeffrey Wright to come over and do, and I mean, Jeffrey Wright is already at HBO for Westworld. He's already, yeah, I was going to say so, he's already on contract with HBO television for Westworld. Yeah. So like, I, I bet you doing a couple episodes where like he comes in for a couple days and gives Montoya and the Bullock their orders or whoever they're using. Well, I mean, and he's more start. he's more a big budget TV show guy than he is a movie guy, anyways, yeah. right? Like Boardwalk Empire, he had like a featuring role a couple seasons, and then uh, Westworld, now this. So, like, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think I think there's a much stronger chance we're going to see him on the show than we're going to see Robert Pattinson. I want, I'm curious though. Pattinson's been doing that like like workman actor kind of thing the last couple years. Like, he might just be like, yeah, I'll show up for like two weeks and do like a couple scenes as Batman yeah. just to kind of. Put a voice Bruce. to it, or as Bruce, even yeah, exactly yeah. right. Like, just or even just shoot extra stuff while you're filming the damn movie to right. tuck into the show, kind of thing. So, I mean, HBO shit is cinematic enough as it is, right? Like, it wouldn't <laughs> it, we wouldn't have to change your filming style that much in order to have it work. Half the time, we have a better experience watching the HBO shows than we do watching the movies that we get. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So there's that Batman news. There's also news related to our topic from last week a little bit more detail about the schumacher cut of batman forever saying that like it was going to be a darker film i don't know how you make that into a darker film but it was like apparently there was a 
sequence where Bruce is like fighting internally over the death of his parents and ends up fighting a giant man-sized bat. I am on board. I want to see this now. <laughs> now that I've suffered through Batman Forever for what is hopefully the last time, I've, if they do the, they release the long cut. We'll watch it once. Come on, you'll watch it. Sure. And then I'll uh, watch it. There's also a scene with Two Face as he's breaking out of Arkham uh, Arkham Asylum, and uh, and more scenes where Jim Carrey fucks up the Batcave, which is one of the things that we mentioned. Like, okay, he just gets in there and then everything's cool kind of thing yeah yeah so yeah yeah i don't know i mean real that's a much harder thing to pull off probably like reviving 25 year old footage and putting it through post-production than like the snyder cut which is like three or four year old footage yeah i don't know they're spending a lot of money on that snyder cut to get that movie like up to snuff too so i don't know what the i don't know what the story is at this point it's just content that they can throw out there to get subscriptions like that's what they need to do this is all just like in the face of not being able to produce anything new like what out of the archives can we plumb yeah you know what you'll probably get a couple people to sit down for two like an hour and 40 or what, what did they say it was like an hour and or it's 20 minutes, minutes longer so 140 minutes so yeah because batman forever was inexplicably two <sighs> hours two hours long. long oh no it's <laughs> no there's a reason why it's two hours long there's 800 characters in that movie like we just <laughs> talked about this like there's too many there's too much going on in that movie there's yeah. like there's four protagonists nor three protagonists yeah there's three protagonists and two villains like it's just too much for a Joel Schumacher <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. We talked about it. We just did this. We, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not. We're gonna I'm still frustrated by it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I'll watch this longer cut. I'm curious, but like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Whatever. So we already talked about how uh, Ruby Rose is leaving uh, the CW Batwoman series uh, mm-hmm. after the first, well, at basically now. because uh, Yeah, she's gone. It's, it's done. It's yeah. over. But they've now announced what they're doing with the character. They've cast a black LGBT actor, Javicia Leslie, uh, to be the new Batgirl. And it's not Kate Kane. I think that that probably goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Like, they're obviously, this is a new role, right? Like, yeah. I mean, at this point, it's just it's a whole new character. So, okay, yeah, cool. Do whatever you want. Her character's name is Ryan Wilder. She's like this street tough that lives in a van and has like dealt drugs just to like you know fucking make ends meet and shit like that. And I don't know how the hell she becomes Batwoman, but yeah. So maybe Lucius, maybe Lucius Fox has something to do with that because he's possible. like he's like uh, Kate Kane's like support on the show. Support. Oh, role. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask like the Colonel Kane, like it is in the comics. Yeah, there's no Batman, right, in the show. Like this is it's a po- it's a post Batman world. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's disappeared basically. Bruce is I, like that's one of the. It's like the most uncharacteristic, like out of character thing for Batman to do is leave Gotham at any point. And yet, <laughs> whenever they want to do one of these spinoffs where they're like, we can't actually say Batman in it, <laughs> we got to do the, the make him do the un- out of character thing where in this universe, Bruce is a fucking dick and abandons Gotham, which like he does occasionally. <laughs> but, like, we'll get to that when we talk about the Nolan movies too. Oh God. Yeah. That was my, that's my big problem with rises. Actually, if we ever, or when we get to the rises, it disappears in between yeah. the movies for years. I remember watching the movie and being like, Wait, is that really what they did? Yeah. Um, no, he should have been operating in the shadows the whole time. Like, this is terrible. Why did they do that? Yeah. Anyway, we'll get there. 
that's like because that's my big big problem with that movie actually is that yeah so and of course the internet is being shitty about this and being all like oh, a black woman playing a woman? woman and yeah i like I don't. whatever man i mean she looks like she'll she'll look good in the suit what more do you want like i don't know what else to tell you so exactly. like are they actually making her like batwoman batwoman is she gonna be wearing like the red hair and like the red outfit or are they giving that her, like, i don't whole know. new oh, okay that i'm curious about because like because like that aesthetic does kind of rely on like having a ginger woman kind of in the lead role or at least like somebody who can wear the ginger wig kind of thing to, yeah. yeah convincingly uh, let's be honest the wig in that show was no it's terrible look natural I mean, no <laughs> it looked no, more no, natural no. in the comics than it does on ruby rose yeah but that's because they had jh williams the third fucking drawing it you know what i mean yeah. like so there's a big difference in yeah. i don't know i i don't i love those cw shows for what they are but like yeah i mean yeah they are making uh this version of batwoman also uh gay though so there's that was she not in the show already like was the no, Ruby K- Rose K- Kane, Kane? K- Kane definitely was but they're okay this this new version of batwoman is also going to be gay i was gonna say i feel like that would be controversy we would have heard about if they had oh, made yeah. kate Kane like straight no, there is no the gay TV erasure show. yeah okay Kane, for sure <laughs> fair enough but that character's been gay since its inception so like yeah. or, her, or her inception so i mean like the modern one yeah. yeah uh have you been watching any of the uh star girl series no no i i'm a little off the dc tv stuff right now uh after titans i'm kind of like yeah know. fair um it, so this is a weird one because it's kind of like half cw half dc universe I've, because yeah. it's it has been airing on cw and then streaming on uh, D- the dc universe app at least in the u.s i and i've been watching it and i've been enjoying it and i have a real soft spot for that jeff john's uh sort of next generation justice society yeah uh, story which is this takes a lot from and also stars and stripe and i i've been enjoying it it's a lot of fun it's a breath of fresh air it's very light and fluffy and uh the characters are pretty well written and stuff and i mean it's you know it's it's a high school superhero kind of thing but for what it is i like it have you been watching doom patrol week to week not yet year? i need to catch up because all that shit happened like in the middle of the move when the first uh yes. when that like two-parter uh dropped and everything the two-part season premiere but i've heard it's yeah. been crazy it's, i haven't seen any of it yet i'm I'm gonna wait to binge it like i did the last season because i prefer watching tv that way now but yeah. uh i know i was i'm excited to get in back into doom patrol like that's the one that'll probably get me to i yeah. might look at star girl after doom patrol excuse me because yeah. that's kind of how i ended up watching titans was like oh i watched doom patrol and was like ah, oh, this was okay let's go see what this titan show is about and the first season was like was, oh, this yeah. is this is passable and the yeah. second season oh shit <laughs> oh shit so i'm real worried about doom patrol right because like yeah. <laughs> titans went off a fucking hard clip in the second season i really liked that first season of doom patrol so yeah i've been hearing okay, good, good things about doom patrol season two um but star girl is apparently not going to be on the dc universe app in its second season are they moving it to hbo or no it's still just gonna be just cw apparently which is weird because Doom Patrol is co-streaming on DC Universe and on HBO Max for this yeah. season. And so is Harley Quinn. So my yeah. feel like they're getting ready to fucking shut, like shutter the TV production part of DC Universe is my oh, feeling. Oh, abso- absolutely. They've been probably been intending to do that since they announced HBO Max. I can't believe that it's... I'm actually surprised they didn't just shut the fucking thing down as yeah. soon as HBO Max launched. I'm amazed they're keeping two separate streaming services up and running like that. My feeling is what they're probably going to do, and this is all conjecture, is that they're going to just keep as much 
video content on the DC Universe app as they can, basically until H well, until Warner says like, okay, no, all this stuff needs to go onto HBO onto HBO Max now, and then they're just going to keep DC Universe, but they're going to just keep the comic book side of it, like what Marvel has with Marvel Unlimited. That's, I, hey man, and, if they if they finally gave us like a ten dollar a month subscription yeah. to like if I had to pay twenty bucks a month, that's basically what it is. Exactly to subscribe to the big two, that would just make with this a, podcast a lot easier. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> so, just, just with like just with like a, a year's uh, delay for new comics or or six months. Or well, something. Think, yeah, Marvel's Marvel was six months back right. when I was subscribing to Unlimited, so like I could live with six months behind. Because by the time they get like a trade collected, that's basically what I I that's how I live my life now. Anyway, or like or like an event stuff. book that's like five yeah. or six issues or something like that. You can just like you know read it all, kind of just. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, and I think w- what they would probably do is just maybe reduce the cost to it a little bit and just fingers crossed kind of hope that they could keep as keep a good chunk of the membership. Cause right yeah. now it's about the same price as Marvel uh, unlimited is like, I think it was like 70 bucks for a year and that's yeah. about what Marvel 70 bucks us for a year. And that's about what Marvel unlimited is. Or, yeah. and well, that's what I'm so. that's what I'm saying if I could pay 20 bucks a month basically for like the because t- it was 10 bucks a month right like they were kind of charging yeah, yeah. for Marvel Unlimited at one point nine I think nine it might have been 10 Canadian yeah 10 uh, Canadian 10. I think it was 10 Canadian yeah so like if, if I was 10 bucks and 10 bucks to get Marvel and DC's like libraries and I had all out access like Netflix style I will say Spotify style access to their back catalog mm-hmm. then fucking a right like why would I not do that like that would yeah. first just just for the podcast alone it would be worth it for the amount of back issues we end up reading for stuff. So, yeah. Um, and that would be handy to do all that bonus stuff we've been talking about doing too. Cause we were yeah. always talking about going back and doing, doing old stuff and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so fingers crossed. We'll see how all that plays out anyways. I'm all, you know, I'm whatever they want to do. Like I, they, if star girl's good and you want to watch it, like I'll sit through a couple episodes and see if I can tolerate it at this point. Cause <laughs> I mean, I watched two seasons of Titans and it was horrific and I'm really excited for doom patrol. I'm excited for the Batman show. I'm even curious to see how this new girl works out on Batgirl, even though I was not at all interested in watching Batwoman. Sorry. <laughs> I'd still go for a Barbara Gordon Batgirl show too. Oh, yeah. They should just make one of those too. So, but yeah, I'll watch Batwoman like a new Batwoman too. I mean, I'll get around to it as fast as I would have gotten around to the original one, but <laughs> at some point I'll watch it. Yeah. That's all of the DC news that I had this week. Well, that's like, yeah, and it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In pandemic related news, Dragon Con finally pulled the trigger and canceled their 2020 in person convention, uh, which had been, I mean, I, I, as our listeners will know, I'm usually a yearly visitor to Dragon Con and the Dragon Con communities were mostly very upset that they had not pulled the trigger yet and just said, yes, it's canceled. And we were like less than two months out and they finally did it. And so all is mostly well there. They say they're going to do like a virtual event or something like that. We'll see what form that actually ends up taking. But we might actually get to sort of attend that virtual con because we're pushing back our vow renewal until sometime in 2021. Uh, So yeah, I guess we won't actually miss whatever form Dragon Con takes this year. Hey, if uh, I mean, yeah, we were going to miss it this year because we were going to go do your Disney thing. But yeah. <laughs> if uh, we're not doing Disney thing, I guess we can do virtual Dragon Con, yeah. virtual fan expo. Assuming, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about the Toronto Con yet. So I don't know. Everything's been kind of shut down up here because yeah. I haven't had any shows to do. Like there's no shows to do right now. So yeah. 
I mean, hopefully, otherwise I'd be doing a them. lot of yeah, a lot of Ontario or you know basically every part of Ontario except Toronto. The COVID numbers are super low, so hopefully maybe yeah. some of those smaller shows can start uh, start happening again. Yeah, I'm hoping like in the fall we can start having some open shows in the fall again. Like I have no problem wearing a mask and sitting there selling my bullshit. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. not that big a deal for me. So whatever, just to get the fuck out of the house, guys. You know, like yeah. just <laughs> yikes. And um, also in COVID related news, uh, new. New Zealand being the only country that really seems to have, well, one of the only countries that seems to have really put a fucking cap on this thing is starting up film production again, film and TV production. So uh, we already, I think we already talked about the avatar thing is going ahead there now, but they've now authorized the Lord of the Rings TV show to start up production Mm -hmm. and also cowboy bebop. The, uh, Oh yeah. That live action thing they're doing. They're they're shooting that in New Zealand though. That's cool. Uh, that that's a Netflix series. I don't know if that one, if they were planning on doing it in New Zealand before. I imagine they would have had to be because that's a that's a big commitment to like it. yeah that, that especially late, like stage. yeah. I mean that's cool because I heard they they they've re- they've started shooting. I don't know what was shooting in England along with the Batman. Maybe it was Dune. I was thinking of like there must be a mm. Pinewood or something like that. But I I heard the Batman in Scotland had was allowed to start filming again because they've okay. got their numbers under control there or something like that. So. And the cast and crew have been stuck in Scotland, I guess, this whole time, which been cool. So I guess. I mean, if if most of them are would have been in America, otherwise, like, I'll yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, I'd rather be in Scotland, America, basically. Yeah, sure. especially if they've got their numbers under control and they can get them back to work, basically. At that point, yeah. I mean, once they're done work, what the fuck do they do? They're all going to be stuck in Scotland. <laughs> like, if you're Matt Reeves or I don't know, yeah, I guess you go to London. To <laughs> I guess. I mean, if they've got editing facilities on site, like just start editing and sending your shots over for effects work in the States where they're being done anyway. I don't know. Yep. And just stay there. <laughs> like I would just stay there at that point. Like I'm not going back to the States yeah. right now. Like if you're Robert no. Pattinson or Matt Reeves and you're like, I have the option of staying in Scotland or going back to that dumpster yeah. fire. You're like, I just no, go I'll to just can- buy a house here. <laughs> I just go to Canada. Canada is yeah. cool too. Right. Like we can move to Canada. <laughs> Yeah, so. did get a couple of uh, trailers, uh, which is nice because there's not a whole lot that's uh, sort of, you know, to look forward to right now with yeah. every, all, so many productions being suspended. The first one I took note of was the Transformers War for Cybertron Siege trailer, which, oh shit, that looks good. It looks good, eh? Like, I'm actually, like, I'm getting excited for it now. Like, it looks like adult and gritty and stuff. And I was like, wait, yeah. is this going to be what I want? Are they finally giving me what I want? It looks like they are. So that's that scene at the end with Omega Supreme's claw coming out, like yeah, huge, man. like like fucking like his claw is taller than all of Optimus Prime. Yeah, man, looks that, looks like it's yeah. gonna be fucking awesome. So yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah, down. Man. I'm super down. Obviously. So yeah, let's get this thing going. That's a couple yeah. weeks away. End of the month. So. Yeah, it's pretty soon. Uh, the other one that we're getting a couple months from now is The Boys Season 2. Uh, their trailer came out, first trailer, and My Neighborhood features heavily in that trailer. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. it was film, filmed in Toronto, uh, again, and neighborhood I live in now, Weston, um, you can see like in several of the shots, addresses on the street sign say like Weston Road. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was looking at the trailer and being like, I've been in that area before. That's... Yeah. I think that's where Tim lives now. And I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, literally, I could, I could walk there in like five minutes kind of thing. Yeah. Well, like when I was, I remember when we were watching the first series, I was like, I, I know all these places that they're shooting these things yeah, they're, at. They're, like 
Yeah, their headquarters is like a digitally like expanded version of Roy Thompson Hall. Yeah, the, yeah. The Toronto Symphony Orchestra's uh, concert venue and everything. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. So and that fucking trailer just looks. I mean, it looks every bit as that show was so good. I like loved the shit out of that first show. Like that first season was so great. I'm stoked. Like yeah. that, I enjoyed the boys in Doom Patrol like an equal measure because they were just so like off the fucking wall superhero, just both like fucking crazy bonkers fun. And just yeah, exactly. Like, hey, let's like we can do a Batman movie or whatever, and it's all dour and serious. But like, sometimes you can lean into the insanity of comic books. Mm-hmm. And like, I was reminded of that this week. Somebody was like, "Did you know there's a Ghost Rider that's a Tyrannosaurus Rex?" I didn't know that. And I was like, when I saw that on Reddit this week, I was like, man, I fucking love comics. Sometimes there's a like, Batman I don't know. that's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Right? I now. know. Dark I know. Metal. That's fucking bonkers shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that makes any sense or whatever, but like comics can be crazy and it's fun sometimes. So, it's the multiverse. You know. Yeah, exactly. Right. You can just get away with it. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Speaking of worlds where you can get away with anything and do whatever you want. Ernest Klein's follow up to Ready Player One, very cleverly titled Ready Player Two. The novel has a release date of November 24th. Um, oh. I, oh, I only mentioned that because we did uh, an episode on the movie that was received to mixed reviews, let's say. Oh, that fucking movie. That I mean, <laughs> I hated that movie. I hated that book, and then I hated that movie worse. And like when I saw this announcement for a sequel, I was like, didn't they? He should have just stopped writing. Well, like, and the thing is, like, the original movie or the original book came out like nine years ago. It was like 20, 2011. And when it came out, it was heralded as like, oh my God, like, this is, you know, really cool geek book kind of thing. And now there's so much other stuff like that. And yeah. unless he does like a major departure from the style of that original book, then. Oh, you I mean like actually know. having a coherent story or like <laughs> good characters that you not, like or anything? Not just being a bunch of references. Yeah. Yeah, not just being like two hours of references to shit that I've seen before. Like, <laughs> fuck, so, those were awful. That was an awful, awful movie. Awful. <laughs> at, just at me, at me all you want. I do not care. Like, just as fucking terrible. Uh, here's something I think we can both agree is probably going to be terrible. So later in his life, after he sort of not cut ties with Marvel, but just kind of removed himself from the creative side of Marvel. Uh, Stanley still was like making his own characters and stuff like that. And like people were making stories about them. Like he had his own like comic. He had, he had like his own imprint for a bit. Didn't he? he had, he had like a, a studio or something like that doing like animated stuff too. And like, yeah. he did all kinds of like, and the live uh, with well, that Lucky Man show was that a? I thought that was live I'm, action. I didn't ever watch it. I'm pretty sure he was involved in the creation of Stripperella too. That Pam Anderson thing was like a oh, Stanley. Wow. Like I think that was one of his. So like, we love Stan, but some of his post Marvel output was not. Yeah, this is all stuff great. that that came from like his POW Entertainment uh, label. Yes, um, and it's current still owned by that company, and now that company is trying to put together a film universe of Stanley original. I mean, even his Marvel stuff, like his Stanley original, but like non Marvel Stanley. I was going to say, content. we already have, we already have a interconnected universe that is all Stanley yeah. content. <laughs> that is uh, somewhat successful. I would say. Yeah. I could see like, if you own Stanley IPs, why would you not try? But I mean, none of these, I, it's I mean, not, none of these guys ended up being like, Spider-Man, you you've know? Never, so, like, you've never heard of Lightspeed or The Condor or Lucky Man? 
No, the question is not whether I have heard of them because I absolutely have heard of them. <laughs> but like, has anybody else or does anybody else care? Yeah. Also, I've heard of them and I don't care. So like, this is problematic. <laughs> overall, still, right? still an issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That was... Uh... And they're gonna try it. They, they're it's gonna just, trade on the man's name for yeah, like. That's exactly what it is. They're just trying to cash in on his name, and it upsets me. Yeah, I'm 100 percent there with you. But you know, he got involved with some interesting people throughout his life. So yeah, and we had one significant loss in the sort of genre fan community this week. Ennio Morricone, who is a legend of movies. Uh, score composing uh, passed away this week at the age of 91. He was Italian and uh, was responsible very much for the sound of the spaghetti Western uh, movement. Things like Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Once Upon a Time in the West, Fistful of Dollars. He also did Hateful Eight, Quentin Tarantino's love letter to those spaghetti Western movies. Yes, Tarantino loved using drops from his scores in his movies too. Like they're in Kill Bill, they're in uh, Glorious Bastards, they're fucking I mean, they're all over uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like everywhere, everywhere. He did so, some yeah. scores to uh, to horror films as well, uh, most notably The Thing, uh, the John Carpenter like yep. masterpiece of uh, horror. So, uh, I mean, you know, if, if you think Western music, like Western movie music in your head, odds are you're pulling up an Ennio Morricone riff. It absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I so. can hear the guitar in my head right now, like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for so. the whistles. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. The I was thinking about the good, the bad, and the ugly, like Clint Eastwood riding in town or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, All right. So, I mean, his impact will be felt for generations on uh, on movie music for sure. Yeah. So. Um, that was everything I had. Did I miss anything, Mark? No, you did not. Well, maybe you did. I don't know. I didn't see anything else that I wanted to talk about. So much bat news this week. There was, it was a all, lot of bat news. All same bat, bat news. news. Same bat channel. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, well, then we can move on to our Geek of the Week. Geek of the Week. I was kind of hoping for like the fire department to kick in again. Something <laughs> like that. <But> siren <laughs> <laughs> in the background. Backing yeah. up my sting. No, I don't know, man. Lucky. I'm watching. I'm watching, like one of your neighbors is outside, like fiddling with his car. I've been watching it for the last like five minutes, walking back and forth. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's just there. I can see out your window. It's oh, awesome. that's that's the guy that uh, was mowing our lawn apparently. Well, before we uh, took possession of the place. Oh, okay, fair I enough. I haven't actually met him yet. I, I like waved at him once but so this is the segment where we uh recount the nerdiest things we've done in the past week or so mark what is your geek of the week i've just i've been drawing a lot obviously but i changed it up um so i've been starting to catch back up on podcasts that i'd let slip so i'm not like obviously commuting or you know doing anything because of this awesome disease and the destroyed economy that i'm existing in right now but uh i started going back and listening to the last podcast on the left which i hadn't been listening to because again no commuting or whatever um, so I've slipped in my podcast listening just as much as our listenership seems to have slipped at this point. So awesome. But they were, they were saying something about like hitting them, hitting them up with fan art. And I was like, I, you know what? I have nothing going on right now. I'm going to do a piece for last podcast on the left. And I did it and I sent it and they have blown my fucking Instagram up all day. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I've been getting <laughs> like, I've got, I had a hundred new follows today just from this one thing. So Shout out to the guys at last podcast on the left. They want, they were even messaged me. They're like, yeah, people want this on a t-shirt. So like, we're going to have to do a deal or something like that. Oh, awesome. So I'm going to have a t-shirt and a print for the last podcast guys. So if you guys don't listen to the last podcast on the left and you're into true crime and the kind of crass humor that Tim and I seem to enjoy, <laughs> those guys 
that podcast, which is now at like 420 plus episodes, has been on for it's been around forever, is actually like the other inspiration for me doing this podcast. Like if it wasn't, it was Smodcast. Like we talked about Smodcast a lot on episode 200 when we were talking about like why we started doing this podcast. The other podcast that I was like super influenced by was Last Podcast on the Left. So like all the crass, nasty humor that we pull out of our asses for this show. A lot of that is from me listening to that podcast also. So the fact that they actually came back around and are help, trying to help me out like this and have blown me up like the post, they posted my piece on one of their accounts and got 10,000 likes overnight. So I was like, nice. this fan base likes my shit. So I'm like, I'm on board. Let's go do some stuff. So <laughs> that was just, it's just been a lot of fun today seeing all my fellow lost last podcast listeners kind of adding me on stuff because they like my art. Did you uh, happen to mention that you also have a podcast? No, I've got to get better about like cross promoting <laughs> these two things because I actually probably have more real followers on my Instagram account now than we do listeners. You know what I mean? Because I've got several hundred people who are just following me because of my art. We got a dozen, a thousand, dozens, plus, uh... dozens and dozens <laughs> of mankind fans out there. <laughs> it's not like the millions and millions of the rocks fans. It's the dozens and dozens of mankind fans. But yeah, nice. I, I should get a little bit better about cross promoting these two things because <laughs> I have a much bigger audience on the other side now. So there you yeah. go. But, but yeah, uh, last podcast. If you're not listening to it, go fucking listen to it. Those guys are great. They're fucking hilarious. They're still doing a great job. They just did six episodes on the JFK assassination that were fascinating and got me through a very, very long night of penciling the other night. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, so my geek of the week, uh, I've been still doing a lot of unpacking, but, uh, in that I've kind of been catching up on some of my reality shows. So I've been indulging my reality, reality TV and, uh, culinary nerd sides and catching up, uh, mostly on the last couple seasons of, uh, master chef, which is like home cooking competition. Basically they get like home chefs going head to head against each other. And Gordon Ramsay, uh, is one of the judges and it's just, fun because like it's not quite as harsh as something like hell's kitchen is where like ramsey's just fucking tearing into everybody like he's a lot more supportive and and sort of you know not not quite as much of an asshole i was gonna say like isn't this one of those shows where like he's a huge prick because like i don't i hate that guy like listening to him yell at people (laughs) makes me very uncomfortable now that's more like this is this is the show the only show that he does right now well i guess not because he's starting to do like travel shows and shit like that as well i'm kind of sort of like can't remember anthony bourdain was doing oh yes yes, yes, Um, yes, okay you know where he goes to like exotic places sort of off the beaten path and tries to like really drill down into the food there yeah but but this is like the cooking one cooking show that he does right now that it's more like you know supportive and celebratory than it is like just him fucking berating people like he does okay, on like enough. Hell's Kitchen or or Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah, I've never uh, never been a, like a cooking show guy. Like it doesn't do anything for me whatsoever. Like that yeah. kind of stuff. I don't cooking know is something that like or you know home cooking kind of thing is something that I had a, a lot of passion for a while ago and just. And basically since I started grad school, just haven't had near as much time to like, I still cook, you know, once in a while, but just, you know, they're like seriously cook, not like, I think my problem was like, I get to see them make this food that I therefore cannot eat. And it's like, what's the fucking point of this? You know what I mean? Like it looks delicious, but like that doesn't do me any good. That's why the judges are there because they like, (laughs) you know, they, they, you can tell how, how good the food is based on their reactions. No, I don't, I don't want that either. Like, (laughs) I don't want to see somebody else eating the delicious food. I want to eat the, like, that's fair. 
that just doesn't doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? So I don't know. But yeah, so they their most recent season of MasterChef was their tenth anniversary season, and so they kind of like pulled out all the stops and like had some like big guest judges, like uh, Chef Marimoto from Food Network was on there as one of the guest judges and stuff. So it's just something I can kind of put on while I'm doing other stuff like unpacking and yeah. So okay. that's cool. So that is the geek of the week. So we can move on to our meat of the episode small town ontario meat oh buddy <laughs> ten so, four. Good yeah. buddy that is a texas size 10-4 so pitter patter let's get at her we're talking fucking letter kenny tonight oh i'm excited <laughs> so this is uh, a show that we've definitely talked about a fair amount on the podcast already, but have never done a full episode on. Um, I should mention, we never talked about Paul not being here this week. Uh, Paul is still sort of getting settled back into uh, his place in South Korea and uh, so could not join us this week. But we'll, he's still around. We'll be back. And so Mark and I were like, well, let's just fucking do Letter Kenny. I've been feeling very appreciative for some reason to be in canada at the moment <laughs> yeah i, I could imagine why i <laughs> <laughs> and you know a couple weeks ago now was canada day so all that's got me feeling in like the most patriotic that i really ever get which is like probably at like a three compared to some people yeah absolutely it's kind of a fun it's funny though because uh usually canada day what has become a big thing for me the last couple years is that generally ladder candy puts out a season Mm. on canada day so usually we get a six episode dump on canada day so this is like the first year in a, a little while that they haven't done that uh usually the winter episodes like to come out in the middle of july right at least <laughs> at least at first they did but yeah no usually we're i'm we just got a, a season of it so it was kind of like oh yeah i miss letter kenny this is this virus sucks because i want more letter kenny <laughs> now <laughs> so for anybody that might not be familiar uh letter kenny is a very canadian television show a like oh half God. hour comedy uh that uh, has been airing for about four years now since well yeah since uh like february 2016 was the first season um they've been putting out like two seasons a year and there are like six episode seasons six up six or seven something like that it's uh it's six plus a bonus usually so like what right. what has happened since the first season is you get like the six episode drop and then somewhere in between they'll put out like a holiday related episode special in between kind of thing and then you get like a christmas and a canada day drop of episodes like six right. kind of per kind of thing so yeah, yeah no it's been so is it only 2016 that's it that shows like yeah. that shows it feels like it's been on forever it feels like it's part of my life like part of my <laughs> dna now. it's been on since we've been doing the pot no when did we start? I, it, started it started a little bit after summer podcast, yes no it started before because we started the podcast i think no, we started the podcast summer 2015. I, I, no, it was summer Trump, 2016. So it was after I finished my PhD. So the first season it? of Letter Kenny came out a few months before we started the podcast. I feel like that's wrong, but like I'll take your word for it because like I don't. <laughs> I feel like we were at Eric's house before Trump. You know what I mean? I, just, <laughs> I feel yeah. like we were all like very ingrained it's, with each other when that happened. You know what I mean? Because I remember that episode. Where we were like, fuck. But I guess that's the end of 2016. So I guess it could have been 2016. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Fair enough. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'd been doing the podcast for like five or six months or something like that. At That, that makes sense. That makes four, sense. Four or five months or something like that when Trump happened. Yeah. 
<laughs> so Letterkenny is a show set in rural Ontario, uh, filmed in Sudbury, Ontario. It is basically a more or less a sitcom, but without you know any laugh track or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, filmed in somewhat a like confessional kind of style. It's almost like it's almost documentary style, but like not yeah. quite. Yeah. Like almost kind of, but not quite there. Yeah, like it's, it's still a sitcom. Yeah, but. it's definitely something that owes a lot to shows like The Office or Parks and Rec and stuff like that. But it departs yeah. from that from that enough in that like it's not you know like there there's a film crew there that's doing a documentary on Letterkenny. Or yeah, like they don't that. they don't reference a film crew. Yeah, absolutely. But so uh, it was a show that Mark t- definitely turned me on to, uh, and that uh, when I first started watching, I think maybe after like season six or something like that, kind of binged all the way through and really enjoyed because. I mean, for me, it's just, it's so rare that any Canadian content resonates with me, yeah. in particular Canadian humor. Yes, agreed. I, and you're, you're, a, you're a guy who used, like, who has said you, you watch Trailer Park Boys and stuff like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and this is a show that owes so much to Trailer Park Boys. Absolutely. <laughs> but like, well. I was never, I was never a big, like, Corner Gas, Trailer Park Boys, all those kind of, like, yeah. Canadian sitcoms never work for me. And like, it took me a minute. And this is like, I actually, my mom was the one who turned me on to this. She's like, will you watch this Letterkenny show? And I was like, no. She's like, sit down and watch the first episode. And that's what I love about this show is if you literally, all you have to do is get somebody to watch the opening scene of the first episode and if they like they're dying laughing at that they're on board because yeah. that's it's the best introduction to a tv show and i love talking about it that way but like it's the best opening scene of any tv show i've ever seen it like <laughs> immediately introduces you to almost everything you need to know about the show it's perfect so yeah <laughs> i was on board from the very start yeah right after the first season and i've been proselytizing this fucking show to anybody who will listen since then because it's like it's like where I grew up on, like the cartoon version of where I grew up is oh, basically. I know. You know exactly. I mean? it's, it's it's such so a solid, weird. like slice of life of small, small town Ontario kind of thing. Like for me, I grew up in a city of like eighty thousand, like Brantford. Yeah. I think you're up to ninety something thousand now. But there was, you know, all these people that came into my high school from those smaller towns outside yeah. of the city, kind of thing. Yeah. St. Catharines is exactly the same thing. So. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. I totally identify some of those personality types, even though this is, like, 20 years or whatever after we were in high school kind of thing, yeah. right? Or, like, 15, yeah. 20 years after we were in high school. There's definitely still a lot of those same strains in there. Like, I mean, the skids, for sure. Uh, I definitely, Oh, the skids? Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm from St. Catherine, so, like, the skids are everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, that's my city. So, yeah. yeah. The skids, like, the, the, the ravers, junkies, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Just always yeah. fucking, like, strung out and super high energy and, yeah. Irritating. And, yeah. yeah. And, and also the horny, repressed church groupers, for sure. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Lots of evangelical Christians in the uh southern Ontario region. And they all sound kinda like the people from Letterkenny sometimes. So, oh I know. So well, that's the thing actually. is is it's just close enough. Like it's yeah. it's obviously fictionalized to an extent, but it's ju- just close enough and they use just enough of the language that we yeah. grew up with, kind of thing. Yeah. And and little like fucking sayings and entendres and shit like that, that it just rings so true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That. I remember the, like and that's why I, I was always harping on everybody on the podcast to watch the show because I'm like, you're gonna recognize everybody in this show as somebody you grew up with. 
So like when I we, I first watched this show, I was gobsmacked by the lead. So Jared Kiso plays Wayne on the show. And when you get three plus beers into my cousin, he becomes <laughs> he is Wayne. I thought I could have swore to God they'd met John and just stole his routine. And like, <laughs> that's what Kiso does. Because I was like, holy shit, this is my cousin. So apparently my cousin fucking exists. He's just one of those people. Who's just out there? <laughs> He's one basically of those Canadian small town on or small town Canada stereotypes. Yeah, I guess. But like, yeah, I was I was gobsmacked by my cousin just being on this TV <laughs> show. I was like, holy crap, this John this is terrifying. But yeah, so like you're gonna re- you'll recognize people in it. Like, oh my god, that's so similar to somebody that I went to school with or that I know or my cousin or whatever. Like, yeah, they've really done a, a wonderful job of just yeah. making this feel like every tiny shitty small town canadian town that we all grew up in so well and and right down to like it it just tosses out like offhanded references to like canadian shit like mm-hmm. what like the aldress chips like the they talk yeah. about going to st <laughs> jacobs once yeah like to the farmer's market there and i've been there like a dozen times in my life yeah. or something my, my mom loves to go there and shit it's not in the season we're talking about this like because i just want we're talking kind of season one-ish right or do you do you want to do everything i don't know what you wanted to do because i didn't watch the whole show so yeah we kind of wanted to focus here on season one just because i still fucking unpacking a house and i didn't have time to watch eight seasons of TV. And no, and honestly, <laughs> I'm completely fine with us taking some time and doing an episode per season for this show. Because yeah, like, I sure. just love this fucking show. So like, I'll sit here yeah. and talk about it. Yeah, I've been but... waiting for this shit for so long. <laughs> like, just waiting. And I was the so one that brought long. it up because yeah. you're you're fucking asshole deep in shitty Batman stuff right now. Oh, on, I know. On your episodes, I know. God, <laughs> the next one's so bad too. Like, oh, oh, I know. We had to have a breath of fresh air in between. I did this so we could get to get to those Nolan movies, but I, I <laughs> also I did it to prove a point about Batman Returns. But you know, whatever. And you didn't, because I still like that movie. Yeah, but uh, we've proven that you're broken as a human being. Now. <laughs> so, like, that's cool too. I mean, it proved my point either way. <laughs> so <laughs> I like this show, though. Oh no, and this, I like it. Yeah. And I like it because so so many Canadian shows really try to hedge and hide their Canadianness. Yeah. And this is the exact fucking opposite. Like in the same way that Trailer Park Boys does, this is a show that embraces its Canadianness and like all the weird fucking bits of Canadianness for yeah, sure. Yeah, like good and, and what I like is good and bad too. Like it's not just like oh, this yeah. is the fun corner gas, everybody's friendly neighborhood Canadian or whatever. Like some of these people suck. You know what I mean? Like they're oh, burning yeah. each other's shit down and like they're constantly getting in fights and like half yeah. of them are addicted to meth and shit. Like it's. It's like real life, kind of. It's just yeah. the cartoon version of it, but yeah. But even, but you know, it's 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 the Canadian side of things. Even when they have a fight, they come out of it like you know, friends all and drinking together yeah. and everything. I mean, and, that's that's just how is that how we all grew up, basically? Like yeah. even even when they've had a, a Donnybrook, they're, yeah. they just turn around and and uh, fucking pound some Gus and Brew after. There's nothing wrong, you know, with having a Tilly and then like having some puppers after the yeah. fact you know gotta have them puppers. <laughs> exactly. get this guy a fucking puppers and that's the other thing that's just outstanding about this show is that oh uh, for one it's definitely crossed over i oh have my God. i have a number of friends in the u.s that fucking like that were into letter candy before i was yeah it's uh it's actually been kind of funny because when i when I, the show started nobody knew what it was and i was quoting it all the fucking time now everybody's quoting it to me and i'm like huh i'm glad yeah. you guys all caught up to 2016 
Good for you. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think the, a very large part of that is due to the sort of the, the language that this yeah. show has, oh, it's... has yeah, just espoused. You know, and a yeah. lot of it is coming from little these little bits of Canadiana, these little bits of Canadian culture. And now people are just saying like, wow, that's fucking amazing. I'm going to start using that in my everyday life. Yeah, it's so quotable. Yeah, like Reddit's yeah. lousy with Letterkenny references and stuff, even too. Oh, like it's it's nuts. So like, yeah. unexpected Letterkenny happens constantly now. So <laughs> yeah, like to no, the point where it's almost a meme. Like it, it's become one of those shows where like its cult following isn't so much of a cult following anymore. And yeah. now it's just like everybody well, I mean, watches this show. There's like tons of tons of gifts that have been made of it. There have been tons of memes that have been made of it. Most recently, I don't know if have you been seeing like the the right wing squirrely Dan memes? I follow Trevor K. Wilkinson on yeah. uh, or Trevor K. Wilson on uh Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. I follow all these guys on Twitter. So I've had some actually we, we can tell that story eventually where I've had tons of fun experiences talking to these guys actually because I did that I was starting to do that print. Yeah. And like when I posted it, they were like they were like the actors were all over it. So I've had some interactions with the guys on Letterkenny too. So that was a lot of fun. Poor Trevor K- Wilson. K Trevor Wilson, I think. Yeah, K Trevor Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. So his character Squirrely Dan has memified and the right wing has sort of like in the US in particular sort of like grabbed onto it as basically people wanting to do like science denialism with regards to the pandemic. Yeah. Like being shit. Like, have you ever noticed how the CDC, you know, originally said we didn't need masks and then we did? It's a funny thing that and shit like that. And then eventually he came out and said, like, if anybody knows anything about myself and about my character, Squirrely Dan, they know that like these memes are way the fuck off base. And it was nice yeah. of him to go like try and fucking reclaim that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he got a lot of backup from that community too. Like the Letterkenny oh, sure. fan base online was like, what the fuck, guys? Like. Especially because they've made such an effort to make that character a ally to like LGBT stuff and like these, yeah, you know, like it, he's all over the place too. And like Trevor, like K. Trevor Wilson does the same stuff too. Like yeah. his comedy stuff is all super PC and stuff. Like he's great. So, and not not even just that character. Like the show itself, for being set in rural, small rural Ontario, this is the one of the things that I find is not necessarily as accurate about it oh yeah for being said in 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 small town ontario it's super fucking progressive yeah it's like the idealized version of living in a small town ontario like yeah uh like so yeah it's what we should all aspire to yeah people take the piss out of each other they sling insults back and forth and shit like that but they're very rarely like you know what what you would normally find in small town canada anywhere is like a lot of racism and xenophobia and like homophobia and shit like that. But here they like seem to go out of their way to be more inclusive and like to call people out if they're making like gay jokes and shit like that. Or like, so, and I, I like, I love that part of it. Like the Hicks, especially squirrely Dan are an excellent example of this small subset of rural Canada that are very self-educated and very progressive yeah. Like they've got book smarts because they've taken the time to go online and read about shit because what the fuck else is there do to do after you're done your chorin for the day? Yeah, when you live in Letterkenny, <laughs> what the fuck else do you do after yeah, chorin, exactly. But, but they don't always know the right way to pronounce like technical terms for shit because they've only read them in books, never heard them. Hey man, so, I have that problem and like yeah, I have total <laughs> access to the internet and sometimes I'll say words and be like, Oh shit, I don't know how to say that word. I've read that word a lot. I have no like, idea how to say it. Like dairy. I, I believe it's pronounced nuclear. 
Yeah, except it's not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, Glenn. We need to talk about Glenn. Oh, Jesus. I love my, my favorite le- uh, Glenn line is in the first episode because that first episode, you're right, just Why, fucking yeah. sets up everything perfectly. Yeah. Where he Absolutely. brings his, uh, like, his girlfriend or whatever girlfriend. up on stage. Who disappears and... after that episode. Like, it's the only time they ever reference him having that's, any... <laughs> that's one of my gripes. <laughs> the, not just that, but they do that all the time. Yeah, oh yeah. But he brings her up on stage and starts just referring, just objectifying the shit of her, just referring to her as like his blank canvas and yes. starts calling her like id and stuff like that. And then it's just, <laughs> it is there for me to paint all over. And yeah. then at the end, he finishes it and uh, by saying, I will give it everything but, and does a call and response with the audience. And the audience goes, vaginal intercourse. <laughs> The best, because it's all reaction shots. This show's like 90% reaction shots. And it's Wayne, the rea- reaction shot you get Wayne from Wayne when that happens. Because he's just like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? Like, this is awful, awful, he, awful. Yeah, he, like, just, he just squints and looks off the side. Like, I've never seen somebody that is so expressive when you can't see, like, any of their eyes. Oh, yeah. He's he's very good at physically, at acting physically. Because he plays multiple <laughs> roles on this show also. He does. Because uh, he's the guy who's upside down doing the uh, ass washing as using, Shorzy. And he plays Shorzy for the rest of the show. Using a totally different voice for Shorzy in that episode <laughs> than he uses anywhere else. Yeah. Like after that, it's like the high pitched Shorzy voice. Yeah. This is more clearly him. I can hear it's it and I'm like, oh, yeah. Dog. That sounds like that sounds like Kiso in this one. And like later on, it sounds like Kiso doing Shorzy, mm-hmm. but like it's a different voice. Whereas this one's just like a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I. I I mean, I drew that too. I had to draw him doing the fucking sure wash. Oh, oh yeah, my God, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> so fucking he's like funny. washing his taint in the shower. The first time I saw that, and he's like, because he's doing fucking arm presses too. Like he's doing push-ups yeah. while he's doing it. The best the ass wall. washing of your life, boys. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. And you knew a guy like that too. Like that's the problem. Is like we all knew a Shorzy. Like everybody knew a Shorzy. There's yeah. always some mouthy fucking asshole hockey player around that like yeah. everybody fucking hates. And then everybody, they just kind of tolerate because he's okay at hockey or he's the goon like Shorzy or whatever. But yeah, no, the yeah. hockey, the hockey bros definitely existed in oh Brantford. I mean, Brantford is like the yeah, uh, hometown oh of God. Gretzky. It must have been worse than we had it. And we had it like <laughs> up the ass here. So. Well, the thing is like, I knew that they existed, but I just like fucking stayed far away from them. So like, mm-hmm. I didn't have as much exposure to them. And in this season, I'm really glad based on this season, I'm really glad that I did because holy shit, like this is the cringiest that the hockey bros get is season one. Yeah, they're real like awkward in this one. Like they get they're, a little bit like more Yeah, just listen to like I don't know bullshit like about just go back and forth about their exercises and crushing sandos and athies <laughs> and it still makes me laugh fuck. because like I, I totally knew guys like that, but like I don't know. Like, so, like at that point, they're just like I'm far enough removed from like the the bro douchebag high school guys that I hated. That like when I see these guys, I'm like, yeah, this this is again, it's just the cartoon version of those guys, and it makes me yeah. laugh because it's kind of nostalgic. And like but, the language and the slang has changed because we're a little like, bit a generation separated. Yeah, but yeah, but there there's some there's some still there, but there's obviously some that's new. But like you can tell the evolution. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you can hear this and be like. Yeah, I can totally see those fucking douchebags in high school yep. that played hockey, like now talking about doing Chell and doing yeah, dingers and, and this that, and, and the other thing. And yeah. Furtas and shit like that. And, yeah. Yeah. Yes, Furta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
what else did I want to talk about? So yeah, then there was other shit that just I remember from my younger days too. And again, these are the things that just bring me back and and draw me into the show and make it resonate for me. Um, so for the ones for me that really stuck out and that I actually noted were like if somebody burped, somebody would say that was well brought up. Too, too bad, bad you weren't. weren't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other one was a couple guys beside each other at a universal uh, urinal saying this must be where the dicks hang out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in some fucking dive bars in Brantford oh, and, and yeah. like Hamilton and shit like that. And absolutely having that conversation with a guy that I did not know at all. Oh my God. We've all had that conversation at a urinal, urinal somewhere. And it like downtown Toronto fucking shit bar here in St. Catharines, like, same conversations happen everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'd be at a fucking nine inch nail show at the Air Canada Center, and the guy next to you is probably going to be like, Oh, this must be where the dicks hang out, right? He's like, Yep, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody, somebody in- inevitably gets you to try and like look over at them when they're doing yeah. something. I'm like, Nope, yeah. not doing that. No, nope. nope. I love that. That's my like, he's doing, Look, Wayne, look, it's inappropriate, McMurray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's inappropriate, McMurray. Fucking McMurray. Beef rides. Yeah, McMurray's yeah. a piece of shit. Oh, we haven't even got like that's the funny part. I was sitting there like, oh yeah, I gotta, re- I gotta redraw like uh, Mrs. McMurray. She's not even in this season. She doesn't show up till season two. So, yeah, that's true. That is very true. Yeah. So I mean, this is we're talking about characters now, so we might as well get the fuck into it. Like this is very much a character-driven show. Oh yeah, and there's like it's a a big cast too. So yeah, it's big big ass fucking ensemble cast. Um, so uh, I mean, we've already talked about Wayne. He's obviously like fucking just heart of the show for sure who are your just favorite characters overall uh squirrely dan wayne uh i love katie cat like i fucking yeah. love katie cat who else do i really like on the show i'm like, like tannis i'm fond of because she's always got a good mind in there yeah. joint boy just because like you know <laughs> i love that he that he uh lights a joint in the middle of that the fight uh, at fight the end of season the, yeah in the, the season finale and then when they're all fucking talking about it later like wayne actually calls it i was like did you fu- did you fucking stop in the middle of that fight and light up a joint and he's like yeah nectar of the gods boys <laughs> nectar of the gods i was like yeah joint boy oh joint boy but i love like that's the sort of shit that you would do right like if you got into some shit you would all sit around after and like fucking you totally bullshit about other. it yeah, yeah you absolutely go tell the story yeah. right like fuck man i remember like you when like when uh, fucking Katie just goes up and just hoofs Tannis oh, right in the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking barbarian that girl. Like, <laughs> just, just a fucking barbarian. Like, that is uh, that is shit you would tell fucking stories about later. I honestly, this like uh, some of the, some of the stuff is like it's just like again, it's just like amplified reality. Some of this is shit that happened. You know what I mean? Because like you get in these weird fucking scraps for no reason, just because you know like a bunch of yeah. fucking douchebag hockey bag hockey players said something the wrong way to your buddy and your yeah. buddy's had three beers in him and he throws a beer bottle and next thing you know everybody's fighting and it's like yeah yeah an hour later you're talking about like the hockey player you threw in front of a car or whatever wait <laughs> shit that's incriminating yeah. <laughs> that's not good <laughs> no i i love all those characters too uh the other one that i want to call out is glenn because glenn's just oh glenn players. yeah i mean so glenn glenn, yeah. glenn is one of the co-creators the guy that plays glenn uh jacob tierney is one of the co-creators yeah. of letter kenny and uh he plays glenn the like uh church I guess like the preacher. You, yeah. You, you, I don't know if he's a preacher. He's like youth group no, leader. He, he does the preacher, but he does, cause he does like, they have him in there. Like he's in the church in some of the episodes. Right. Like right. when they for fart book and stuff, like they right. walk in, <laughs> which like and, terrible, and, terrible and, episode, but has some of the is. best bits in it. Like some of the best bits are in that episode. <laughs> though, like, 
like all the when they all walk in and he's like what does he say he something like i've never seen so many men come in this church so forcefully <laughs> or have i and it's or like holy shit really oh, like, he's so over the top and it's so perfect so, oh he's so great i just um does he not like totally evoke jim rash as the oh yeah to you yeah like, they are the, it's almost, not the same character but that's like the evolved version of that character almost right. like yeah no it's, it's totally so... like it's super you know repressed like yeah absolutely i can see that for sure yeah who else? I'm trying to think. Like I like everybody. Like like even McMurray entertains me eventually. Like piece <laughs> of shit that he is. Yeah. And he's not in this season very much. Like he becomes more prominent as the show goes on. Yeah. Um, which a couple characters do. Like obviously Joint Boy is in this for like 13 seconds and is like an adversary. Whereas by the season three, he's like basically a full time cast member who just shows up all the time. Yeah, and like all the skids besides Stewart as well are more. Stewart and Rolds kind of. Yeah, they, the they really games. take over yeah. later on. Yeah, and the, yeah. Well, like, Devin leaves, second. right? Yeah. So, yeah, he leaves yeah. after sex. season two. Yeah, and like a lot of those guys, like the guy that plays Devin, I totally remember seeing that kid, that guy growing up in like all kinds of fucking like young adult shows and shit like that as well. Well, he was uh, he was like a Shakespearean guy. He was a Stratford actor, apparently. I think that's what he went back to after okay. he left Letterkenny. So yeah. No. Alexander DeJordi. And same with uh, Tyler Johnston, like uh, who plays Stewart. Like, I definitely remember seeing that guy and other stuff before this. He'd been in a couple episodes of, and a lot of these kids actually had been in a couple episodes of Supernatural before. Like, I'd seen Kiso and I'd seen Michelle Millette and stuff like that in shows, like in Supernatural or shows like Supernatural that shoot in Vancouver kind of thing. Yeah. These guys have shown up in lots of that kind of stuff before. So, yeah. yeah. Some of these guys were familiar faces. Absolutely. But. Yeah. But I mean, the, the the crazy thing is that like the, all the mains are total fucking unknowns before this. Yeah, like, basically. this is the first major thing that Jared Kiso or Nathan Dales, who plays uh, Derry, who we haven't really talked about at all, or or Katie or Squirrely Dan, like none of them have done fuck all before this. Yeah, I had kind of heard of uh, Trevor Wilson because of his stand up and stuff like that before that. But like other than like very just kind of out of the corner of my eye, kind of knew his name as a comedian before he showed up on Letterkenny. But other than that. It was just seeing familiar faces. Yeah, it was just like a bunch of like, oh, that person had a bit part on Supernatural. Or uh, I believe when Melanie Scrafano shows up as Mrs. McMurray, she'd already started doing. She's in another show, Winona Earp. Oh, I yeah. think she was doing Winona Earp already when she ended up on that show. So, yeah. And the nice thing is, like, this is a show that feels like it's made for our generation in particular. Because, yeah. like, all the all the hicks are around our age. Like, yeah. Kate, Katie's, like, uh, eight, uh, an 89 baby. Mm-hmm. Like Kate Trevor Wilson is born the same year you and I are is born in eighty one. Yep. So like this feels like the you know, the the Hicks are probably a little bit younger. Uh how old is Tyler Johnston? Tyler Johnston No, he's thirty three now. Yeah. So I mean like yeah, these guys were like in their you know late twenties, late late twenties to mid thirties when they first started yeah. making the show kind of thing. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, and again, that's probably why I, I like latched onto it so quickly because I'm like the humor is the same stuff. The music, actually, what we should do to talk about is the music on this show because whoever picks the music for this show is usually does a really good job. Are you actually gonna, are you going to groan at the music I'm, on this? I'm going to disagree with that to an extent. Oh really? Sometimes it's it's fucking spot on. Sometimes it feels like real heavy handed or just scattered. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a little bit, but it's all Canadian and it's all they yeah, curate it fairly sure, well. Yeah. And like a lot of the times, the needle drops are pretty good. Sometimes they are. Sometimes I just find them jarring, though. There's, there's like maybe, maybe a half dozen through the season where I'm just like, that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, they get better at it as they go along too. Yeah. I think I'm talking about the whole series more at this point because I know like season one they're still kind of getting a feel. Like this yeah, actually, even rewatching it, I was like, oh man, this feels. I remember when this show felt like this. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it feels a lot more polished by the time you get to like season eight and then they're having like this season you know, definitely is like a little rough around the edges and yeah. places. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I not, even I was noticing like, oh yeah, some of the edits are kind of weird in here and like, okay, cool, whatever. I mean, like I, yeah. I get it. It was, it's low budget and it was Canadian first run kind of stuff. And that was part of the appeal early on. Also, was it like, it was kind of out of the way, like this is alternative humor or was alternative humor. Yeah, basically. it was, it was subversive. It was a little culty to begin with kind of thing yeah. for sure. I mean, now it's become basically mainstream, but um, but yeah, like some of the I, some sometimes the music would just feel out of place for me and not in a way that felt ironic. Like it felt like they were trying to be ironic, but didn't succeed didn't work. or Fair something enough. like that. And I still don't get how they, they can ever justify using like rapper hip hop, even if it's Canadian rapper hip hop for a show about fucking like rural fucking Ontario. <laughs> I, I've been discovering some of that stuff through this show, which is probably why I've been enjoying it more than yeah like that but it, yeah sometimes i'm like you know these guys probably would listen to a lot more tragically hip than like yeah. this show alludes to you know what I mean? and, and, so, and a lot like, less punk probably because they seem yeah. to go into punk a lot on this show yeah i mean i mean i don't know death from above was really big for kids a couple years younger than us so mm-hmm. like i guess i don't know <laughs> so we talked about favorite characters do you have least least favorite characters uh sometimes like the skids really grind my fucking gears like it depends on it is not so much this season but like it's later seasons where they become more like they're they're less about the meth and more about like the anarchy kind of goofiness and i'm like yeah that's yeah, not that doesn't really work for me but like the the characters that they have in season one i have no complaints about because this is like the core cast before it really starts to like get it gets pretty like not unwieldy but it gets very big by like season three or four when you start adding yeah. in like the french characters and like the, you know all the these extra native characters and stuff yeah the extra native characters and all that kind of stuff so yeah it gets yeah. it gets a lot bigger which is great because it makes like it fills the world out and stuff and like it makes you kind of like understand how letter candy works a little bit better because like the first season you're like what is this weird mystical land that i'm in it's yeah. like canada but yeah. like better somehow so. <laughs> yeah I, for me it's just riley and jonesy especially in this season i just they're so fucking obnoxious yeah, and they just they, they're not in it very much, them so. a lot, and it, it might just be editing choices. Yeah, there are times that I'm like, okay, th- I needed like at least thirty seconds less of this. What I was see, there was a couple scenes where I was like, I really wish they left the coach in these scenes a little bit more because yeah. like they don't use Mark Ford as much, and like because he becomes like omnipresent throughout yeah. the rest of the show and is like a hilarious awesome character who I love. Yeah, but uh, yeah, in the first season, he's got like two really good kind of appearances and that's about it and they do course correct riley and jonesy later on because like yeah in season two the first episode they're like immediately fucking taken down a peg because they yeah. go up into like the senior hockey or whatever and like they just aren't ready for it at all yeah they gave them a dynamic that works a little bit better to put them in the underdog position it makes you yeah. want to root for them a little bit better yeah i like them a little bit better going forward from season one yeah, for sure because when they're just like fucking total douches here like yeah sure they get involved in the big old like fucking donnie brook at the end of the season great yeah. but like that's i'm never really end up the least bit invested in any of their plots up to that point yeah that's fair <laughs> that's fair i like the, he does have a really like they have a really good line when he says something about lemony smith lemony snickets and like what series of unfortunate events like that that whole exchange oh, yeah. where he's yelling at Stuart and they're like cutting on Stuart. I was like, that is, there's some good Boulevard of Broken yeah. Dreams jokes in there that I, <laughs> I quite liked. So. Yeah. And the other one is just, <sighs> Gail's just a lot 
for me. Oh man, come on, Gail's awesome. You gotta love Gail. Yeah, I'm not gonna disagree with you. Like that. First, I remember the first time I watched through this. I'm like, I could see where this is where people are gonna get hung up more than anything else. It's gonna be Gail, and she makes me laugh like uncomfortably, but like I laugh. Sometimes yes, and then sometimes just like, oh no. But like the like the line she has in this season where she's like, do you want to you want to do sixty eight? Where like you go down on me and I owe you one. I'm like, that's a good fucking line. I like that line. <laughs> so like, they're they're funny bits they give her. But yeah, yeah, or, she's a lot. What's the one about uh, the vertical I like smile? Some, yeah, something about yeah, yeah hor- horizontal something for my vertical a horizontal refreshment for my vertical smile. Oh something. yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's really gesticulating when that happens <laughs> exactly. too. She's so. just pelvic thrusting. Yeah, the whole thing. and yeah. then and then she like r- like fucking rushes off to her uh, to <laughs> her, her weird kind of like, gate too. Like she's got them. that. That's yeah. the weird thing. Yeah, that's the other weird thing with her is like she's got that really weird like wide gate that you like moving around is yeah it's kind of fun to watch her move around i don't know but like again that's fart book like that's that that sequence like even though that episode's kind of weak that's the uh yeah that's one of those sequences and it's right up there with the basic instinct thing glenn does like two (laughs) like two minutes later where he's trying to seduce wayne from the lawn chair yeah that that is my least favorite episode of the season for sure is fart book yeah yeah i've uh, i've had long reddit conversations about how that's the probably the weakest of actually the whole run of the show this and the geese episode are the two that like i'm i'm just ugh, yeah. i can't really be bothered with too much because it just it just goes too silly yeah you know it, oh it's it it's and it's also too much of a riff of like we're gonna parody the social network which like we're just gonna yeah we're gonna parody an eight what eight-year-old movie yeah, or something like that at that time like age like fucking milk at this point too so <laughs> exactly do you have a favorite episode of the season uh i this season, not really. I mean, it's hard for me with this show because, like, I kind of watch them in chunks. Yeah. Like, I don't split them up into episodes, but like, because there is some some continuity between the episodes. Like, with you know, there are some overarching, ongoing stories. You can definitely watch the episodes. Yeah, sort of individually. But, but yeah. I mean, like, almost all of them are good in this season. Like, Super Soft Birthday is super is funny. Like, and you get to kind of learn a little bit about Wayne and Katie, which they don't do a lot of. Yeah. The the one where like Wayne's trying to teach like Wingman Wayne, where he's teaching Daryl and right. Dan how to pick up girls and stuff like that, and they're just when when all the failing. college the college yeah. girls are back, yeah. The college girls come home, and it's like that, and it fails miserably and shit like that. And like <laughs> I don't know, like that he shit's ends up hilarious. Getting tugged off in the parking lot because of yeah. his buck hunter skills. Yeah, he gets like he gets a couple handies throughout like like over the a couple episodes or, or over the course of that episode, and I'm like, good on you, Wing. Good for you. Good for you, yeah. buddy. But like, yeah, those are probably like the Wingman one in particular that stands out because it's like there's a lot of Gale in there, and she's like very intense. And like, <laughs> if you sure. like Gale, I find Gale very entertaining. So like, I don't know, but it's yeah. just so hit or miss for me. Sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm here for this Gale. And then sometimes just like, nope, that Gale makes too me far. Up in too my far. Mouth. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I'm just like, I'm on board for Gale. So that's least favorite episode. Yeah. So favorite episode of the season. I, I mean, the fucking pilot for me is just so good because it does just encapsulate everybody yeah. really, really well. And, and introduces you. It just sets the parameters of the series so perfectly. Yeah, like you're introduced to all the main players very quickly. You get to kind of get the feel for each of the kind of segments of the population too. Like that's kind of like you get to kind of bounce between these different worlds, right? Like you yeah. like you're with the Hicks, and then you go hang out with the Skids, then you deal with the hockey players maybe a little bit too much this year, and then you <laughs> go deal with the Christians. The Christians go away real fast. They do, but I wanted to see more of that 
that finger sucking girl. Yeah, she's cute. So, but either way, <laughs> yeah, it was. I keep hoping they would go back to that stuff, but they kind of like they've leaned away from it a little bit more as they've like added hockey players like on mass to the show. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, every year seems to bring like a new pair of hockey players. I, like that's the funny part. I'm like in the middle of season one. I'm like, oh yeah, like the girl hockey players aren't there. The two gay yeah. hockey players aren't there. Like yeah. Tyson and Joint Boy aren't really part of the cast yet. Like the, yeah. like a lot of what I really like about fighting. Yeah, they're just random dudes that Wayne's getting in brawls with and stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's like a lot of world building that they do in this show too. Like, well, you could tell that they were kind of just kind of uh, trying oh, yeah. things out to see what worked, and then the stuff that worked they kept around. The stuff that they weren't as crazy about, they cut loose, yeah. kind of thing in this season. So, did you ever go watch the YouTube original, like what this was based on? No, no. Okay, there's just, a YouTube series. Just Letter Kenny problems. Yeah, it's just the Letterkenny problem stuff where it's just like uh, Kiso and uh, I think Nathan Fairfield or whatever his name is, Derry does those episodes with them. And like the hockey players show up at one point, but they don't have actual like dialogue, but it's usually just the two of them doing them. They're a little like 10 minute like things you can watch. It's just it's basically, you know, the intro to episode two, like the bits where it's just Wayne, Daryl or Squirrely Dan standing there saying, yeah, yeah, something. It's basically that. Yeah, it's basically that kind of thing on YouTube. But okay. Yeah, it's kind of like how that show got started. Basically, it was like a YouTube show. I think so. I, I knew that, that that there was that that started it off. I just never have gone back and watched them. Holy shit, those were as far back as uh, yeah, 2013, like 20, though. Yeah, yeah like 2013, 2014. Nice. Yeah. So I remember hearing about it beforehand and just being like, oh, that sounds like, well, whatever. It just sounds like something that was getting memed and passed around, basically, at that point. So, yeah. Um, I may have watched it back then and just not remembered it, but I'm like, I got, I saw it when the show came out. I was like, oh, yeah, this is working for me. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Is there any any scene that really encapsulates the series for you? Sort of just grabs the spirit of it and puts it on a platter for you? The intro scene to the first episode is yeah, like the, Letter the Kenny one on one. Yeah. Like the well no, like just the two like the, the hockey players walking mm. up or dropping Katie off at the in the opening of this episode one, that one kind of worked for me. And then I'm trying to think they don't do what I think of as like the big Letter Kenny like shot until season two where they do like the slow-mo in the middle of like a big group and like a brawl is happening in slow motion and all that kind of stuff. That's well, they a... do that with the, the big fight at the end of season one, don't they? Yeah, kind of, but it's like, they don't throw the big music over top of it. It's kind of, it's not as, it's way more generic than what yeah. they end up doing eventually yeah. where they slow down and play like a big pop song or something like that. And while right. like, and they get really kind of fancy with the choreography and stuff. I mean, as fancy as the show is going to get with the choreography for the fighting so that the slow-mo looks good, I guess, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but they haven't done that yet. And those are the shots that stick in my head. But more specifically, like, we'll get to it when we get to that season. But like when they first introduced Matty Fred and he's walking through that French club and that harmonium songs playing as mm-hmm. he's walking out, like that's those shots that they do all the time where like the music takes over. There's no sound no effects anymore. Yeah, yeah. And you're just kind of like following somebody through a scene or something like that. They do those like tracking shots very well. So that's usually what I think of when I think of this show. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's snapping at the fucking the skids in fart book also for some reason <laughs> okay like a lot of the, it's all the, it's all patter for me you know what i mean like there's yeah. like a scene that really stands out necessarily but it's lines and shit like that where they're snapping at each other the one for me that's again it's just patter but it's just grabs the spirit of the show for me is the conversation the three hicks on the back porch with their conversation about 
ripping the ball sack open doing a skateboard trick oh yeah yeah there's and, like there's all, actually... their, all their talk about like the vast efferens and the yes. seminal, seminal vesicles seminal, seminal vesicles. vesicles and everything and, yeah. and that's like where you get like they're pre- clearly pretty well educated even if it's only self-educated yeah but they just don't know how to pronounce it and then it ends with wayne getting super upset that nobody laughed at his <laughs> fun about the florida state seminal vesicles like I th- I thought it was pretty funny when I said Florida State, Florida State Vesicles, but nobody, nobody laughed. laughed. And then it's just they that's, all it. awkward. that's the end of this the awkward silence. <laughs> that's the end of the scene. There, there, there's a scene similar to that, uh, and it might have been an episode previous or something like that, but where they're talking about like wearing perfume or like unisex yeah. perfumes and stuff. And the scene basically ends with Wayne being like, "Let's get into these all dressed fucking chips," yeah, and just like disgustedly walking, disgustedly walking away. Yeah. yeah, have you ever was it? Have you have, have you ever worn uh, like Gap Green or something like that? Gap, and then like, Gap, yeah, I think it's Gap Dream or something like that. He's like, no, that's for girls. No, Can't go out smelling like pretty dude. girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh man. And, and then like, are you wearing Gap Dream right now? And then Derry's like, no, cologne's too expensive. I wear I wear uh, sunscreen, banana boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the other one for me, and then this isn't a single scene, but it's uh, a running gag, is the ostrich fucking discussion. Oh yes, allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. that there's a, there's a joke in this season that they get away that they go away from that I liked too, where like Katie's always wandering around in a bikini or something like that, going to sunbathe, and he's like put some clothes on. She's not like, my not my forte. forte. Yeah. Unfortunate. Like, I like that because it's very like brother sister kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's totally something brother sister say to each other, especially. Like in the summertime, like don't they, you know, put some fucking clothes on. It's, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. No, they, yeah, I, I like, I like their brother sister dynamic. Yeah. Um, or like going to get the fucking donkey or whatever. Like when he's, he gets really upset about like them getting offered a donkey instead of horse for the super yeah. soft birthday party. I love that bit. Whenever they have to interact, I like the Wayne and Katie like yeah, dynamic. Exactly. So. But going back to the ostrich fucking discussion, which is something I say far too often. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> is it though (laughs) and like i it's just i love how uncomfortable wayne in particular gets whenever they bring it up where he's like oh i know i'm gonna have to go into this but i really don't want to like like, allegedly uh the ostrich ostrich may have been sick yeah (laughs) <laughs> and it's like a two-man job and like everybody adds little bits to it through the yeah. season and stuff like that like and little everybody's like oh do you, hear, do you hear boots fucked an ostrich and he's like oh, the ginger fucked an ostrich yeah the ginger <laughs> fucked the ostrich yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh... and it just yeah and, and it just it's one of those running gags that just gets better every time yeah. they bring it back especially yeah because they bring it back right at the end where like tannis is like you know those two guys fucked an ostrich, right? And it's like this is <laughs> how far Wade's willing to go to get them to stop. Is it like he's willing to like bring the, the ostrich fucking guys out to the party at this point? Yeah. Oh man, gold, <laughs> gold. And the other thing I'll give this show a lot of credit for is it is one of the only shows where I will accept the use of puns because they use them so cleverly and they don't yes. dwell on them. They just fucking yeah. steamroll right through them. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like again. That's a community thing. Like I remember, like the community puns where they would they would do those like the, the snappy ones and not yeah. dwell on them for very long. I like that's fine. It's when everybody wants me to pat them on the fucking head for their pun, where I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I refuse to do that. But if yeah. you do them real quick and they're this fucking funny, sure, absolutely. Yeah. 
Do you have anything, any, any more praise to keep upon? Uh, no, man. Just like if you haven't watched this fucking show, you should just go watch this show. Like I have nothing. <laughs> like I love this show. This is like my comedy now. Like this is what I go to when I'm like, I need something light to just like rewatch over and over again on a loop. It's just this. This this is home to me now. I love this show. So I can't I say anything have. bad about it. I'm like I just want them to get the French girls involved because like, <laughs> man, Kim Cloutier magnificent so there you go i i i have a couple of gripes that we have not yet discussed boo tim boo <laughs> some of the fights are pretty terribly choreographed well i mean like but, yeah absolutely like, it's, it's... super obvious whiffs and shit yeah, like that. absolutely <laughs> um and again it's something that gets i'll say marginally better in later seasons not a lot better yeah it's not like they're hiring stunt doubles to do the show or anything like yeah. that you know what I mean so yeah and then we already said, like, yeah, first season's a little rough around the edges. There's a lot of rough edits for me. Like, there's definitely some times where I don't feel like they really knew how to end an episode. So they just, like, cut it off at some arbitrary point. Which I didn't, like, I kind of like because it gives it that weird, like, cable show kind of feeling to it. But, like, yeah. they get a little bit better. It's a little bit more polished once you get to season two. And, like, yeah. that's the funny part. Like, even when they get to the second set of episodes, you're like, oh, wow this feels like a show all of a sudden, like <laughs> there's supporting characters and like extra, like there's extras that aren't just like hot girls. They hire from the co- local college <laughs> or whatever, like, which is basically what they apparently did for the first season. Cause every, yeah. the background is just like, there's so many beautiful women that live in Letterkenny that are wandering around <laughs> in the background of this, of the first season, because that must just be who they hired as extras yeah. or like the people they didn't cast as like Katie and Bonnie, like, we haven't <laughs> talked about Bonnie, who makes like a half second appearance in this season. In this season, yeah. Oh, Bonnie McMurray. Bonnie McMurray. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the whole every everybody is just gorgeous in this show. Also, so there's that too. So, so many. I mean, not everybody, but like there's a lot of pretty people on this show. So yeah, and it, they do McMurray's add. Murray's a piece of shit, and he looks like it. Yeah, absolutely. But like his wife's super hot. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which they make a joke of eventually, too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the other thing that we already sort of uh, mentioned uh, is that they do, like, just introduce major plot points that are just, like, left hanging and never resolve. Like, there's a bunch of Chekhov's guns out there in the fucking, like, production of Letterkenny that have never been fired. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kept doing, like, they like doing the cliffhangers and stuff at the end of the season. Yeah. Where, like nothing really comes of it the next year. (laughs) And it happens like the first three or four batches of episodes, you would get like a cliffhanger where you're like, Oh, I wonder what they're going to do with that. And they come back and it's like, just reset the status quo. Yeah. Yeah. Totally Voyager reset button. Like right there. (laughs) Ship's fine guys. Everything's cool. We're just flying home. But it's weird because other times it's just like they actively do try and show continuity between, between episodes within a season and to a larger extent like through in, throughout seasons like Wayne and his ex-girlfriend and shit like that is like yeah. a running plot through the first like three or four seasons kind of thing yeah and you don't even really meet her until like somewhere in season two or three so yeah it's yeah way later was that is that that's Rosie right no, uh, no Angie. Rosie's hit Angie right yeah I don't think yeah I don't know Puck Bunny okay it's season. it's season three actually yeah because she yeah. doesn't show up in the flesh you don't actually see it's either that or the one where Hmm. when does he go on the dates maybe that's season three as well i think that no, season, season two three. i i i was just watching that one where he, where he does the uh uh goldilocks oh. and the three dates bullshit yeah. okay <laughs> he's like about ready to kill that woman that yeah. is running the the dating uh service or whatever yeah she shows up at the end of that episode for the first time angie oh okay all right so like halfway through season two 
they want to they go talk in the truck or whatever like that's angie right because then right. she comes she shows back up as the puck bunny in season three and like her and michelle mm. had that like that really 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 sexy stare off where one of them gets hoofed in the box <laughs> yep at the end of it yeah <laughs> yeah so. all right well do you have uh do you want to wrap up and and give a rating out of 10 to season one of letter kenny it's a texas size 10 right here <laughs> like a texas size 10 no this is i love i love letter kenny like i can't like give it a number like this is a 10 for me or a 9.5 or whatever it's just like it's my favorite comedy right now um this is my go-to so if you haven't watched it watch it i highly recommend letter kenny to everybody that i meet that likes television and funny things because it hits all of those and especially if you're from like southern ontario you're gonna this is home you're gonna recognize yeah everything at this i mean like it's too late everybody's seen this fucking show at this point so <laughs> yeah but for me this season at least i think is like an eight out of ten for me just because it is kind of rough around the edges and still yeah. needs a little bit of polishing to get to where like the second and third seasons i think are much better than this because they've like letter kenny does end up becoming kind of a parody of itself by like season yeah. seven season eight because like yeah. all comedies do that in later yeah. seasons but like those are th- i think are like the prime seasons for me this one still needs like a little bit of work but it's still like a solid season of canadian comedy television and that is a phrase i do not i use like maybe once a decade this may be like the <laughs> only time i will ever say that this is like a good canadian comedy so <laughs> Because I can't think of anything else that made me laugh like this show has that was Canadian. Yeah. Maybe back when I was a kid, the Red Green Show used to catch me every once in a while. But like, you know. There you go. So. But yeah, and since then, yeah, it's just Letterkenny, you know, has gotten yeah. me. So nice. And I'm such a bitch too, because like I'm all Canadian music all the time. But like, as soon as you're like Canadian TV, I'm like, nah, fuck yeah. all that noise. Like, well, fuck thing all is, of it. Canadian TV is generally made for a much broader population than Canadian music tends to be. I mean, unless yeah. you're talking like something like the tragically hip or something like that, which is obviously very broad. Um, I mean, eventually was, yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. so much when they started, but yeah, but there's very little TV that, or yeah, Canadian TV that I feel like goes after our generation and our sort of subculture. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's I think that's why I think that I I glommed on to Letter Kenny so hard because I'm like, oh man, these are these guys are like, I know these guys. You know what I mean? Like I can relate to this shit like a lot because this is like where I grew up and like my experience day to day is kind of a lot. You deal with these people all the fucking time. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like these people are in your life all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. So absolutely. All right. Well, we can finish up with that then and uh, move on to our final segment which is geek cred where we just recommend something for you to check out if you are so inclined so mark what's your geek cred for this week i'm just gonna say like go listen to if you're you need more podcasts go listen to the last podcast on the left guys because they blew me up this week and i feel like if you haven't listened to them and you are a podcast listener i don't know what the fuck you're doing because they are like I don't know. They're a huge podcast at this point. So go <laughs> listen to them. Also, uh, follow me on Instagram, MT underscore Willette, if you're not already. Join the last podcast listeners who are following me now. It's crazy. <laughs> and uh, buy a print, blackbraingallery.com. Yeah. My geek card for this week, uh, we already talked about it, but uh, I'm going to recommend Trailer Park Boys, especially the first few seasons. I think it is very safe to say that letter kenny owes a lot to trailer park boys though it shows a decidedly different slice of rural canadian life yes than letter kenny does and like a lot of comedies it, it said it does sort of become a parody of itself in the later years and now it's just 
way off the fucking rails. I still watch it, but just as kind of comfort food sort of thing, rather more than like really appreciating what they're doing these yeah, days. But I got gotcha. those those first few seasons of Trailer Park Boys are something very unique for the time that they came out, like the late fucking two thousands kind of thing, like over yeah. ten years ago at this point, and very Canadian. That is the only other situation that comes to mind that, or I can say like, this is another like solid Canadian comedy that does some really good work uh, yeah, and, and literally does make me laugh out loud. So, all right. Well, with that, we can finish up for this week. So thank you for listening to this 207th episode of our podcast. If you would like to comment on what you heard here tonight, either any of the news or on letter Kenny itself, what you think about it. If you think we're, right if you think that there's stuff that we missed that we should have talked about with it. i mean we probably could have fucking gone and shot the ship for another hour about letter kenny at oh least oh my god <laughs> we'll come back come in yeah. we'll get we'll get we'll do an episode about season two we'll just do all the seasons at this point because like why not then I mean, we did uh, a real broad like talk about this season but we'll get yeah. we'll get back to it <laughs> that's what when we run out of shit to talk about which will never happen we'll just do an episode by episode uh dissection. we'll do a rewatch like dissection letter of letter kenny, kenny at some yeah. point yeah <laughs> So if you want to talk to us about Letterkenny, you can do so on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash podcast. If you want to email us about it, you can email us at dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to get at us on Twitter, we are at drd underscore podcast. And if you're not already subscribed to the show, you can do so on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts can be caught. So with that, I will say... Texas 10-4, and uh, wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. This is Tim signing off. God damn it, I was going to use the awkward thing as my sign-off, you <laughs> fucking piece of shit. But, to be fair... To be fair... To be fair... Which they actually don't do until season two, I no. don't think, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, have a good night, guys. Yeah, I'm going to head off now because uh, I'm pushing cloth. <laughs> I got a turtle. I got a tail growing. I got a tail growing. I can give birth to a pound of fudge. Oh, God damn it. Uh, he just yells that in the middle of a bar. Like, how do you ever expect to pick up in that bar after running to the bathroom? I love Gail afterwards. She picks up the fucking plunger and walks back to I told him the fucking flush as he goes. It's glorious. Yeah, she comes in. I think we're going to have to break this one up. Oh, Jesus. There you go. That's something for you to end off on, folks. There's oh. nice, nice poop talk. It's just like Christie's back. Go watch Letter Kenny, guys. It is just <laughs> wow. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Till next time.